Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hey, the feeling's mutual. I love you all, too, now. I'm not going to be one of those that uh, you, they tell you, I love you, and you're like, I know. No, I know. I love myself, too. That's what <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Good? All right. Amen. Uh, let me get situated here in a minute. Um, I know last time I taught, I touched on this subject, um, flourishing. I don't know if you all remember that. Um, the only reason I remember is because people were texting me, reminding me, hey, make sure you're flourishing. <laughs> I know Brother Junior texted me uh, a week later. He's like, hey, I just want to make sure you're flourishing. And I look at myself, yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> so um, so you guys may be seated. I want to uh, get situated here, and uh, we'll start in, in the Word. Uh, first of all, before I continue, before I start, I want to give honor to Pastor and Brother Roberts for this opportunity to be here. Um, I do not take it lightly, honestly. I mean, I just this nervousness comes to me again, you know, knowing that God is going to do something good in this place. Amen. But and uh, this this lesson that I'll be teaching today, actually, um, I enjoyed writing it. I enjoyed making it I, when I was praying because. It brought me back to to the old days, the the the, the old school days, and today I just want to say that these uh, this lesson is going to be old school, you know, and by that I don't mean that I'm going to um, do an old school church, you know, teaching preaching thing. By what I mean is that what I'll be teaching today has to do with a school subject that I really like in in school, and uh, for you all that just recently graduated, this should be fresh, and for you guys that have been quite some time since you graduated, it's going to be kind of a refresher. So we're going to start in Second Peter, chapter 1, and we're going to start there on verse 1. The Bible says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According to his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Virtue, my bad. Whereby we are given... Unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that, the, that you shall never be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may put your Bibles down. 
Um, before I start, uh, I just want to pray for the word. Um, I, I was struggling, you know, with this word here. Um, one, one of the subjects I touched, it, it got really personal to me. So, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to pray that I don't break down while I'm up here. But if you can just raise the hand. And let's ask God to do what he's going to do in this place. Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come trusting you that you're going to speak, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you will anoint this word, Lord God, that you will anoint your people, Lord. Lord, let me be used, Lord, as a vessel to bring the word of God, to bring your word, Lord God, into this congregation, Lord. And I pray that every heart and every mind be prepared to receive of your word. Lord, I preach this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. And uh, the title that I gave this lesson, um, I called it The Best Formula. The Best Formula. And the reason I, I called it that is because in our, in our scripture this morning, we read that, um, that Peter is actually telling us that we need to add certain things to other things. Now, thinking of this, it makes me think of a math formula. And that's why I said we're going back old school because, you know, math was my favorite subject in school. I don't know about y'all. I like math and physics. I didn't really care for English. You know, I don't speak it that well anyways. Um, and, you know, science and stuff. I don't, I don't like rocks and, you know, biology, you know. We got, we got to dissect a frog, and uh, the, the few of you that know me, and now everybody's going to know this, but I don't really care. I have fear of frogs. I mean, yeah. if you want to see me run, you, you know what to do, you know. But, you know, all these other subjects I didn't really care for. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I just, I just had to, you know, just confess your trespasses to one another. I, I'm, doing, I'm doing that. It's not a trespass, but it, it is hindering me from, from a lot of things. You know, and in, in, in my line of work, I do pest control, so I got to spray around people's houses yeah and apparently uh, yeah and apparently a, a, a frog is considered a pest in some areas and uh, I get to go into crawl spaces and those things are infested with frogs sometimes so snakes I don't care for I'm, I'm telling you like I, I've, I've encountered snakes in crawl spaces and I'll just look at them like okay let me just go this way but a frog I'll, I'll scream and turn around and get up out of there and but <laughs> I mean and it, and it could be a little one, and my, my wife will tell you, I can, I can notice, in, in, a, in a leafy area, I can notice a frog jump without even looking at it. I'll just be, there's a frog over there, let's just get this way. I'm, right? She'll tell you, I mean, uh, I know one time we were walking, and, and I said, hey, there's a frog over there. She said, how do you know? I was like, just trust me. I was like, can you double check, though? And then she's like, yeah, there it is. I was like, yeah, let's. My, my wife is, is my protector. Next to Jesus, amen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like I said, I want to, my, my favorite subjects in, in, in school were math and physics because I like adding stuff and uh, I like numbers, you know. Um, obviously, now that I'm older, I like it more when I, stuff is added to me. When I look at my bank statement, I like to see that plus. I don't like to see the, the negatives. That's negativity. I don't want it, nor do I need it, but it's necessary. So the, the word formula that I chose, you know, uh, for this title, the, the best formula, uh, the word formula is a very expansive word, meaning that it can be used in many different ways. We find its use or relativity in literature, food, chemistry, art, history, 
language, you know, pretty much every, every class, really. There's, a, there's always a formula, and obviously math, I forgot to say that one. So in, in, in literature, you know, you have a formula for when you write a sentence. You have you got to have a subject, a verb, and it's got to be a complete thought. Um, I actually won extra credit points one time in college. They 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 asked me is a is a is a sentence I run a complete sentence. Everybody said no because you need more more you know expansion. But I said well it is because I is a subject run verb it's a complete thought. You know so. Um, it was CSM. It wasn't no big college, you know. So you can't really expect much. <laughs> hey. Well, m maybe back in the day, maybe. But nowadays, I don't think so. But, but you know, uh, so yeah, so in, in, in literature, there's there, you know, when you're reading, um, make understanding of a reading. There has to be a formula that's got to be followed in order for there to be understanding. Food, you know. I like food, as you can see. Uh, f <laughs> There's, there's always a formula when you cook, you know, you, you can't uh, throw water and then throw the rice, you gotta throw the rice and then throw, you know, there's, there's gotta be a formula for all you chefs out there, um, you know, you, you, you will probably comply with me on this one. Chemistry, you know, there's formulas for chemistry, you know, you add uh, compound X to, you know, sodium chloride, yeah, sodium chloride and uh, you add acids and whatnot. And so, so there's formulas to create an outcome, you know, that's what they're for. In art, you know, I didn't know there was formulas in art, but apparently uh, it's got to be appealing to the eye. I know most art nowadays is abstract, so it's not really that appealing, but there goes your formula, I guess. In history, um, I, I didn't know this, but in order for an event to be considered historical, it has to have an impact not only in, in, in that region where that historical event happened, but it's got to be known everywhere else in the world. That's what makes it into history. So that's a formula for, for for a historical event to make it into the history books. It's gotta have an impact not only in that region, but also everywhere else around. Language, I mean language, uh, I speak two languages. Um, there's a formula, you know, and uh, I learned French while I was in school, and uh, French and Spanish are the same, and they, they tell me every other language has the same formula except English, which is why it's the hardest language to learn, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm struggling over here trying to make these words out. Um, and obviously in math, you know, we have different type of formulas. But the formula I want to talk about today is very simple to understand, yet hard to perform. Right? We learned that in math, formulas are equations that show us how to work something out. We use them to help us solve problems easier and faster. The way we use them is first to read our problem carefully and to find out what it's asking for then, look for a formula that gives us the answer to a problem. So in order to solve the mathematical problem in this sense, we have to read the problem and see what's going on in order to know what to apply. In our text this morning, we read uh, that the Apostle Peter is asking us to add certain things together, to add to each other. The formula is already given to us in order to find a solution to the problem. The problem here is that not all of us have these qualities in us. Can I get an amen? amen. Not all of us uh, are there yet, but uh, with his help, hopefully we, we can get there. You know, I find myself in that place, too. I'm not really truly there, but we're hoping to get there. Uh, and that we are not all partakers of the divine nature, but what we read this morning is that we can be partakers of the divine nature. So that's, that's a formula that I'm trying to give you all. So luckily for us, these verses give us the key or the formula 
to unlock, partake, and reveal to us the divine nature. But we must follow these steps in order in which, in the order in which they are given. In in math, for example, you know you have uh, arithmetic, probability, quadratic formulas, distance formulas, slopes, um, algebraic, geometric, trigonometry. You know, I'm just naming classes now. Um, and and uh, but each one of them have a specific formula that must be followed in a specific way. Um, if you plug in those numbers to that equation, you, you're going to have the right outcome, right? But if you don't, the outcome is going to be different. Um, I don't know if you ever took a multiple choice test and you always went with the answer that was closer to yours because you probably plugged in a number that was wrong in the equation and it didn't come out right. But one of the formulas that has stuck to me even to this day is order of operations. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I learned this in middle school. Um, the PEMDAS, I don't know, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah, see, I'm, t I'm, I'm bringing it back, I'm bringing it back. So, uh, uh, parentheses, exponents, uh, you know, you had to do order of operations in that order, that's why it's called order of operations, it's gotta be in order. Um, parentheses, everything that you do first, uh, it has got to be in the parentheses. Exponents is what comes next. You gotta you know solve for the exponential value of that number. Uh, multiplication, division, addition, and subtraction. When it was taught to me first, it said that you can do it left to right. Um, but then when I got into higher level math, it said no, you gotta do it in that specific order. You gotta multiply first, divide, then add, and then subtract. And then it turns out that if you do, if you don't do it in, in a certain order, your number will be completely different. Um, the equation that was giving and the operations or the numbers were all over the place, but you had to follow that specific order. Otherwise, your answer would, would have been completely wrong. You know, you had parentheses in the beginning. You could have them at the end, exponents everywhere in the middle, multiplication, addition, division, and all that was all over the place, but you had to follow that pattern and, and, and do that in that order. Like I said, otherwise, it would, have, it, it would have been wrong. In our text we read this morning, uh, we begin, it says, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Now, the, the Apostle Peter could have written all these words in many other different variations, right? Or in, other, in, a, or in a different order, but it would have made it impossible to successfully accomplish the previous addition, or you'll get stuck in one or the other. You know, it, he made it so that we are able to start in one place, and he know, and you know, it's it's going to be easier to get to the next one once we go past the previous one. In math, it would have been defined. I mean, I'm sorry. So the Apostle Peter would have written all uh, these words and many other variations in a different order. It would have made it impossible to successfully accomplish the previous edition, or you'll get stuck with one or the other. In math it will be defined as unsolvable or inconsistent. And that's bad news because we want to be able to get through this equation, right? And we want to be consistent in our walk with God. We don't want to be inconsistent. Uh, the formula that is given to us in this verse is very important in our walk with God in order to be partakers of God's divine nature, like I said. But before we begin breaking it down, let's be reminded of what are the different parts of an equation. Um, just... To touch on this a little bit, I'm not going to go deep into calculus one and two, you know. Uh, I, I probably could, but I'm not going to, you know, shine my knowledge onto you guys. Um, we're doing a Bible study, not math, you know. <laughs> so, um, 
so let's see. The first one is the terms, and these are usually the numbers. Uh, the operator is usually what happens to the number. It could be addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. That's the operator. The result is the outcome, or what's on the other side of the equation. It's usually right next to the equal sign. And then the constant is a part of the equation that does not change. All right? So let's dig into this formula that uh, should be appropriately called the best formula, because it is. And let me remind you all that um, we're going to be doing this adding. And just adding, I mean, what, what we're going to be doing here is adding. And uh, I, I searched what adding means because, you know, to me, adding was just like add, you know, add on. But it says to join or unite so as to bring out an increase of improvement. So, so there will be improvement here, you know, as we go into this addition. So first, we begin with faith. Amen? So faith, in this equation, faith is a constant, meaning that it, does not, uh, it doesn't get operated on. Even though we operate in faith, but as a constant, it doesn't change. Our faith shouldn't change. Our faith must not be moved. Amen? It begins, add to your faith. So there has to be a beginning. Where, where are you going to start? And like I said, all of these were written in this order for a purpose. And that is to make it easier to get to the next one. So we begin in faith. Now, the writer here assumes that you already have faith, that you already believe. Uh, Hebrews 11 and 1, it, it talks about faith. It defines what it is. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is what faith is. Another way faith is defined is, is complete trust or confidence. Uh, that is what we must do first. We must trust and be confident in God. Everything begins with faith. The whole gospel revolves around faith. Uh, the, the gospel is, you know, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you receive the Holy Ghost. Now, if we have faith when we repent, we know that we are forgiven. If we have faith when we are baptized in the name of Jesus, we know that our sins are washed away. Now, we have faith when, uh, to ask for the Holy Ghost. It will be given to us because by faith we are asking. We're believing even though we're not seeing. This formula will not work if faith isn't the first thing we do. It continues. Uh, the next term in this equation is virtue. Now, it says add to your faith that you should already have virtue. Now, the word virtue in the dictionary is a behavior showing high moral standards. Um, other biblical translations use the words goodness, or, and moral excellence. Uh, to add virtue means to add moral standards to your life. But there are two types of moral st uh, standards. Uh, there's right and there's wrong. There's right moral standards and there's wrong moral standards. Uh, that's why other Bible translations use the word goodness, uh, meaning that we should, that, that these moral standards uh, that should be added are to be morally right. Uh, society has deemed the following morals as good. So in the world, you know, these uh, different morals or morale is, is defined as good in society. Um, being truthful, uh, courageous, dependable, forgiving, loyal, generous, patient, friendly, modest, not destroying property, not cheating, and not judging. That is deemed uh, um, good to the world, you know, you're not going to be cheating, you're not going to be destroying somebody else's property, I don't know why you should, um, not judging, you know, who are we to judge, we say that a lot, uh, modest is, is a big one, um, I think the world mainly oversees that one, uh, modesty, friendliness, you know, that's, that's a good one, we're all friendly here, right, you're all my friends, right, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I didn't need confirmation, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, being truthful, you know, always telling the truth. Uh, being courageous, uh, I just shared a story that completely takes away my courage. Uh, I just realized that. I'm, uh, being dependable, there it is again. Like, you know, <laughs> Brother Junior and Brother uh, Andre, we're supposed to wear bow ties today, all, all three of us, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't be dependable, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and the first thing they did when they saw me, they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not good at making ties. I, I watched the tutorial. It, it looks easy, but I didn't get a chance to practice. You know, I didn't, I didn't get to conduct uh, practical work on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, forgiving. Please forgive me. <laughs> that was right next to it. I didn't even mean. <laughs> please, please forgive me. Um, loyal, generous, you know, uh, those are things that, that, that the world, you know, society deems as, 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 um, as being high moral standards. If you have those in your life, you are pretty much very well spoken of. Um, you are recommended by everybody else, you know. Um, you may work at a company, you know, that there's a lot of other competitions, but uh, you, you know your company is good when it's like, oh, man, you came recommended, you know, you, because all these attributes are in your company or are in you, therefore, we decided to go with you. Now, in, in evangelizing, that, that helps a lot, you know, because we are, we are using these things from the Word of God to go and talk to people, you know. We, we're showing friendliness. We're showing, you know, um, dependability. How many times we told somebody, hey, if you need a shoulder to cry on, if you need to talk, talk to somebody, you know, I'll be here. You know, forgiving, you know, people do us wrong. As Christians, we should be able to forgive right away. I know it's hard sometimes, and I know uh, that's one of the hardest things maybe to do, but um, it is necessary. You know, loyal, you know, you may say you can't, you know, you can't be loyal to everybody, but you must be loyal to God. Generous, you know, everybody loves a cheerful giver. Be generous in your giving. Patient, you know, friendly, modest. Modest is a big thing in the church. Uh, not destroying property. I'm not saying you're going to come and destroy the pulpit or, you know, you're going to come and, and do that, but don't, don't destroy everybody else's property. Um, I pulled up to church one time, and uh, my car had been hit on the back. I, I didn't even tell my wife. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we were doing a rec- yeah. The fear of the Lord. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, you know, somebody was trying to destroy my property, I guess. I'm sure it wasn't on purpose. Uh, not cheating, you know. Um, the only time I cheat is on my cheat days, but that's for food, you know, not... <laughs> Nah, nah, no, don't think I'm out, no, 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 yeah, don't think I'm out there cheating, no, no, please don't, <laughs> I, I know that came out so wrong, I'm sorry, but the only time you should cheat is on your cheat days for food, you know, um, you're going to tell, you know, the, the salad, I'm going to cheat on you with a steak, you know, <laughs> this one has um, more nutrients, you know, more <laughs> and it's good, it's better, um, you know, not judging, I guess I already said that. Uh, but virtue is added after faith because once you believe, once you have faith, then can only God begin to do a work inside. All these attributes that I just said are things that happen from the inside outwardly. Uh, all things, uh, all, all this uh, goodness doesn't come from our human nature. Uh, that's God's doing a work in us. Uh, trust, uh, I mean, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 
It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. And always, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. So lean not into your own understanding. This is where, where virtue comes from. Because we're not leaning on what we think is good, but we're leaning on what we know is good, according to the word of God. And all thy ways acknowledge him. You know, you, you have to be reminded, this is not me. This is God doing a work in me. You know, I, I've told people many times, I've said, hey, this, is, this ain't me. This is God. I mean, be grateful that it's God and not me, because if it was me, he wouldn't like it. <laughs> Trust me, I mean, like I said, when I was doing the study, I was, I was being reminded of my middle school, high school days, and I'm like, man, I've come a long way. Like, I, I'm glad I'm not, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, God is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, he said, trust in the, Lord, in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not in, into thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So, not only is you're acknowledging him by allowing him to work that, that virtue in you, but he will direct all your paths. You know, through that goodness, he will lead you in a good direction. If you're doing, you know, if you're not being wise, if you're, if you're doing wrong moral stuff, I'm sure you're going to be heading in the wrong direction, um, mainly down. Uh, after adding virtue, we can come to a place where we may think that that is true Christianity. You may say, I'm good now, you know. I got faith, I got virtue, that's all I need. Right, but the equation doesn't end there. It's just beginning. I have six more to go through, um, in only 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I know. I told Brother Alex I may finish a little short. Um, don't seem like that anymore. I'm sorry, but um, so yeah. So so like I said, after after adding the virtue, we can come to a place where we may think, oh, you know, that's true Christianity. I'm good. You know, I'm set. I I I got faith. I got goodness. Um, I'm good now. But the equation, like I said, it doesn't end there because the next term in this equation is knowledge. It says, and add to your virtual knowledge. Now, other translations use the word insight and understanding. Right? And we may think that this knowledge or insight that we must add is like that of math knowledge, you know, like I just spat out earlier on my knowledge. But the knowledge that should be added is biblical knowledge. You know, you may think, oh, I need to learn, you know, go read a book, you know, go learn a new trade or, you know, do something. But no, it's talking about biblical knowledge. Um, Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching. You know, once you receive knowledge, you'll be able to teach somebody else. It says they're teaching, I didn't write the rest, um, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know, so, so not only will you receive knowledge of the word, but now you'll be able to teach somebody else, kind of like what I'm doing right now. I'm sure you guys knew all this. I'm not. I'm just reiterating, like I said. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul reminds us to put on the armor of God. And the only weapon that we have to use is the word of God. Everything else in the armor is there for protection, Right? Uh, you got the, the breastplate, the helmet, the shield, uh, the, the belt, you know, all that's mainly for protection and to keep you good. But the only thing that we can use to attack is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I mean, knowledge is power, amen? I mean, it, I'm sorry, Ephesians six seventeen says that. I didn't mean to jump ahead. But we, we know in this knowledge is power. If we have the knowledge in the word of God, we can powerfully use that sword and even with more confidence, Having knowledge in the word of God, 
after adding virtue, we must add knowledge in order to fully understand why we do what, what we do as Christians. The book of Proverbs is full of knowledge. I was going to write all these, uh, I, I searched the word knowledge there. The book of Proverbs just came up. I mean, it was every verse <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the book of Proverbs. But if you have time, I'm not going to have time to, today to read all the, the scripture, but the book of Proverbs is a book of knowledge. You know, many people have deemed it that way. Um, I know this because while reading that book, I stumbled against that word a lot of times, like I said. But more knowledge can be found throughout the Bible, not for self-righteousness, but to understand who God truly is and what his purpose and promises are. We must add knowledge. All right, the next term in this equation is temperance. Uh, it says, and to knowledge, add temperance. Now, other translations use the word self-control. After knowledge comes temperance or self-control. If we add virtue and knowledge to our faith, it will fail if we don't have self-control. Like I said in the beginning, uh, the words were put there in, in this order for a reason. Uh, the writer knows that in order to fully get, uh, grasp what God is revealing to us, we must have self-control. It is important that after adding knowledge, we have self-control because now we have knowledge of the Word of God, but the, wor the world is still pulling us. You know, we still, we need that self-control. The world is always going to pull you, especially after you get baptized, you know, after you uh, receive the Holy Ghost, you know, the devil doesn't like that. Uh, the world is going to have a big pull on you. Uh, the enemy knows our weaknesses, and he will do anything to try to destroy us. You know, he came here to uh, steal, kill, and destroy. After gaining knowledge, we must know, we, I mean, we must now be able to restrain ourselves and refrain from doing things that we shouldn't be doing. That's self-control right there. Uh, the word temperance in the dictionary, now this is a part that kind of that hit me a little bit, but, but the word temperance in the dictionary means abstinence from alcoholic drinks. And, um, you know, this is deep for me because I grew up around a family and relatives uh, that are heavy drinkers, you know. Um, in Hispanic culture, drinking alcohol is a, is a must-do, uh, especially people that I, that I, that I knew. Um, people will look down on you if you don't drink. Uh, but I came to the realization that everybody that I know who drinks doesn't have self-control. Uh, they easily fall into sin and reckless behavior. Uh, when I searched the word temperance in biblical context, a lot of verses came up, talked about drinking wine or being drunk. Uh, that's why temperance is part of this formula, because it is reminding us that we must be sober at all times. In order to be, you know, when we're sober, we have that self-control. You know, I'm not saying go try, go drink, you know, and then try to self-control. No, 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 don't do that. But, like I said, this one was a, hit a little heavy for home for me because, I mean, I'm sure many of you guys have know a relative or know somebody that has uh, this struggling, uh, you know, with alcohol. Unfortunately for me, everybody else that in my family, everybody else that I know has, has that. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just glad. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that God was able to break that chain. Um, it, it started, I mean, my, my, my grandfather would tell me stories of his father. My dad would tell me of his grandfather, his uncles, his brothers and sisters. And, I mean, my, my mom's side of the family, I mean, most of my uncles died from alcohol over, you know, uh, accidents and, you know, just... And so this, this one hit really hard for me, but temperance, you know, like I said, it's abstinence from alcohol, being sober, having self-control. First Peter 5 and 8, uh, be sober, be vil uh, vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. 
if we don't have that sober, if we're not sober, I don't know how to say it in a, in a verbal way. I mean, sobriety? No. Sobriety? Yeah. If you don't have sobriety, there you go, I'm learning something. Uh, you know, the devil is out there looking. If you're not sober, if you're not, you know, controlling yourself, if you're out there being reckless, you know, you'll be devoured. He's walking around seeking who hit me devour. Um, the next term in this equation is patience, right? Um, uh, and to temperance at patience. Other translation use the words steadfastness and perseverance. Uh, and this one is, is hard for most of us. You know, how many of you guys have prayed for patience in the past? Like, Lord, give me patience. You should know. Okay. The Lord, give me patience. You know, don't give me strength because if you give me strength, I may strangle somebody. You know, you, you don't want to ask for strength when, it, when you're in a hard situation. You know, you might, you know, the Incredible Hulk, I, I like seeing that show. That, that, that's what's, that, that was strength. He, he didn't ask for patience. He wasn't patient at all. <laughs> Let me tell you that. But anyways, uh, other translations use the word steadfastness and perseverance. Um, like I said, we, we all, at one point in our lives, have prayed for patience. And uh, we don't just get patience. We were put into situations we must, where we must... Um, <laughs> have patience. I'm just reminding myself of um, times where I, I needed to be patient, but I wasn't. Uh, like I said, that, that's, that's hard for most of us. Uh, patience in the dictionary uh, stands for this, and this, this, this is true. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the Webster's Dictionary says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. That's hard. <laughs> I mean, I've been delayed before. I, I, I hate being late, though I show up to most places late. I just hate it. I can't help it sometimes. <laughs> um, what else did it say? Uh, yeah, delay, trouble. I mean, I'm sure we've all been in trouble before. Um, I have. You know, my mom. She, I used to, when I was younger, she said I used to do a lot of bad things. I don't remember. <laughs> One of the stories she went... It's been washed. It's been washed. <laughs> no, one of the things she, she, she reminds me, she reminds me of is that she tells me that, I, and I don't remember, I, I do remember it, never mind. But she, she tells me that I used to take toilet paper from the bathroom, soak it in, in the sink with water, and then toss it up in the ceiling. And it'll get stuck, you know. You know, <laughs> since I was younger, I was already doing home, home remodeling. It looked, it looked nice. It, it made a little faith. If you had lights, it'll look better, you know. Um, thank goodness that didn't happen during this pandemic. <laughs> Trust me, I'll have the toilet sink and the ladder <laughs> to get the, t you know, I'm, <laughs> you, you do the math. <laughs> oh man, I'm so, like I said, uh, you know, all these things, uh, you know, I, I, my mom had patience, let me just put it that way. Uh, my wife has patience with me, you know, she, she's over there biting her nails, like, what is he saying? Why is he up there? Take the mic from him. <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm good. Um, trouble or suffering, you know, um, we've had sufferings. I mean, I'm sure many of us or all of us have gone through a suffering season in, in a time. If you're not patient, you know, that's going to that's gonna take over you. Um, out of all of these, patience is the hardest for me personally because I'm very impatient sometimes. Uh, my wife can testify. <laughs> Uh, but that, I'm working on it, trust me. But that's why we must add after obtaining self-control because 
now we're capable of being patient. Uh, Hebrews 10 and 36, for ye have need of patience. He said, you need patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now, that is a cause and effect there. Uh, the cause is, is you need patience. The effect, you will receive the promise. You know, that, and that's something good to keep because um, it's just a reminder to be patient. You know, you'll, you'll receive the promise if you stay patient. So next time you're being impatient, just think of the promises of God, and everything will be good. Um, and uh, now what I came to an understanding is that after self-control, you know, after temperance comes, comes patience, you know. And like I said, uh, temperance is, is the... Um, is to be away or, or to or to um, to not drink alcohol, you know, and, and it and it, it just comes back to alcohol for me. I don't know why, but I, I know that people that 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 usually tend to drink are the least patient of people. So that's why after being sober, like I said, we must add patience. So you need patience. You know, patience is necessary to receive God's promises because we read these promises and we expect or we want these to come to pass, but we realize that it is his will and not ours. God's timing is perfect and we must be patient. Amen. The next uh, term in this equation is godliness. Uh, it says into patience at godliness, or it doesn't say add, but you know, into patience, godliness. Uh, this is pretty self-explanatory. You know, all the all the Bible translations I read only use the word godliness. You know, others, other translations use a, a different word. But godliness is a quality or practice of conforming to the laws and wishes of God, devoutness and moral uprightness. Uh, to be wise is to, is to live in godliness. You know, when you're living godliness, you're, you're wise. Reflecting the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of everyday life. In other words, be holy. Godliness is pretty much another word for holiness. The word uh, uh, tells us time and time again to be holy. You know, uh, I can do a, a whole Bible study on holiness, um, but I, I know Sister Valerie is, is good at that. She's, no, I mean, she's, she's, uh, she's got knowledge in holiness, and if you need help, I'm sure she'll help you out. Uh, Leviticus 27 and 8, sanctify yourself. Therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God, and you shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctifies you. Um, we're holy not because we choose to be or because we want to be. It's because God is working in us. He is the one that is sanctifying us. First Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 15 and 16 say, But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all you in all your conduct. So be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage, because it is written, you shall be holy or set apart, for I am holy. I'm, I'm reading for the, from the amplified version here. Um, the next term in this equation is brotherly kindness. Uh, it says, into brotherly, into godliness, brotherly kindness. Um, other translations use the word mutual affection or brotherly affection. That means brother to brother, you know, sister to sister. Christian or Christian, believer to believer. Brotherly kindness needs to be abundant in the church. And I'm not saying it is not, but there's a reason why this characteristic needs to be added. Uh, since the beginning of time, you know, we read in the book of Genesis, uh, there has been enmity between the brothers. Uh, God knew there will always be hate or push against the brothers, you know. Uh, I, can, I can, like I said, pull out names um, from from the Bible, you know, for brothers, 
and and they all pretty much had a, a bit of a problem. Cain and Abel, you know, they were, you know, Cain killed Abel because, you know, he didn't meet God's expectations. I mean, that's, I mean, killing your brother because, you know, the favor of God was, you know, yeah, that was, I, I can't even speak that because it's it's just something that it's, it's, it's home for me. But um, Cain and Abel, Joseph and his brothers, you know, Joseph was sold into slavery, thrown in a pit. By his brothers, you know, you would have thought, you know, people that hate him the most are going to do that to him. But no, it was his brothers. Uh, David was looked down by his brothers. You know, he's like, you're just a kid. You're just a shepherd. You're, you know, you're, you're nothing. But he ended up killing the giant. So there's always been enmity in the brothers. Uh, one of my favorite passages, um, one of my favorite stories or parables, rather, that teaches, uh, that Jesus teaches is the, the, um, the prodigal son. You know, it says this, the the prodigal son left. When he came back, the the father threw a party, and they're all happy except the brother. You know, um, there's always been enmity against the brothers. Now, there's a reason why why brotherly kindness comes before our last term, which is lo- uh, charity. In other words, love. Uh, Leviticus 19 and 18 uh, says, "Do not do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people." That means uh, you know your brothers, everyone around you. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Say so we must show brotherly affection, brotherly kindness, brotherly goodness. Um, you know, like I said, brother to brother, sister to sister. You know, Christian to Christian. Everybody should. You know, in in the church first, we must show the the, the love because why? We cannot show love to the world if we don't show love to the church first. I mean, to our fellow brethren and sisters. Uh, like I said, there's a reason why brotherly kindness comes before our last term, which is charity or love. Uh, the last term in this equation is charity. It says into brotherly kindness, charity. Uh, other translation is the word love or love for others. After adding brotherly love, then and only then can we add love to everyone else. In other words, we cannot love the world if we do not love our fellow brothers and sisters first. First uh, Corinthians 13 and 4 uh, it, it gives, I mean, first of all, uh, the chapter 13 of Corinthians is all about love. Um, but one of the scriptures that you all may have hanging up on your wall is that love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It keeps going and going about love. The whole chapter, like I said, deals with love and the importance of it. Love is the biggest form of affection that God has for all of us. John 3.16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, Like I said, the word love comes last because why? We cannot escape to love if we don't have, you know, self-control first. If we don't have virtue, you know, if we don't have brotherly kindness. We cannot operate in love and that's why love is last because that's the ultimate sign i mean that's the ultimate thing that god has for us you know in all of this 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 word was written because he loves us you know is you may say oh it's just instruction it's just this and that but if you truly love somebody you're gonna set out boundaries you're gonna give them instruction you know you're gonna tell them how to live you know a good life what to do in order for them to be good why because you love them that's what god did for us um uh, commentaries on this uh, on these verses that we read it says the Christian walk is a continual progression towards the divine nature uh, rather than resting on a plateau we should consistently be moving ahead this way there's a great distance between where we were last year and we were now in our spiritual maturity 
if we stop developing spiritually, our lives become barren and we become blind to our true condition. Now, I know I said uh, the, the title of, of this teaching is the best formula, and here's the formula. So you begin with faith, right? Uh, to the faith, you got to add virtue plus knowledge. I mean, faith plus virtue plus knowledge plus temperance plus patience plus godliness plus brotherly kindness plus charity equals partakers of the divine nature. Now, if you want to write that down, you can. Like I said, if, 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 if you all are struggling with any of that, um, I, 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 I suggest or I, I beseech you, brethren, that you... Um, <laughs> that's the only word that could... I was trying to translate it in my mouth. Like, I, be, I beg you. There, I beg you. I beg you, brethren. I beseech you. <laughs> it just sounds better. I'm sorry. I'm just, just trying to fit in. <laughs> just church vocabulary. Uh, I beg you, brethren, brothers and sisters, uh, to... to <laughs> Is there a, a different word for no? I don't think there is. Cisterns, no, no that's that's something completely different. Uh, but you know, I I I beg of you. You know, my wife said you should end with a challenge. Well, I'm going to challenge you guys. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. I nominate. I'm kidding. No. Um, but if you if you find yourself that you're not advancing, you know, either in in the kingdom or if you're not advancing in your daily walk with God, I, I, I beg you to, to go back to, to this, you know, these verses, maybe uh, open this listen up again, to, to find the importance of why all these things must be added after we come to faith. You know? Like I said, we, 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 we got to start in faith, but we cannot end in faith. You know? um, it, it doesn't just end there. That's why he's telling us to add virtual, to add knowledge, uh, to add temperance, patience, godliness, uh, brotherly kindness, and, and love. And all these work, like I said, in a specific order. All these are, are meant to put it in that order so that way we can get to the next one easily. It is a process that we must do, and it is something that is important in the kingdom of God. Amen. Would you stand up with me? I'm coming to an end. Now, is that the best equation or what? <laughs> the best formula, rather. Yeah, the best formula. You know, it's a lot of addition, but at least there's no, there's no multiplication. He doesn't tell us multiply your faith times two, you know, uh, multiply <laughs> your patience. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. I want to subtract patience. How about that? You know, I, I'm not saying I don't want to be patient. I just don't want to be in situations where patience is needed. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's even better. There you go. I had to redeem myself. But, um, you know, all these are adding, you know, like, like I read earlier, adding when you add something, it improves. It gets better. So now this is to perfect us in our walk with God. And like I said, this, is, this isn't something that is going to, you know, you know, bring a light onto anybody. You know, mo most of this thing is basic. Like I went back to basic math and, you know, trigonometry and equations and all that. Um, but I, I hope that somebody can, can take this, uh, this study this morning and, uh, and apply it to their lives. If you're struggling, like I said, I found myself struggling before in the past. Um, reading this, looking back, I, I may have skipped a few steps. But, but that's, that's why you have that, so you're able to, to know where you are and where you need to be, uh, where you need to go back. You, know, you, you may need to go back to faith. You, know? um, you may need to start, you know, have a fresh start, go repent again. Uh, not be baptized, you're already baptized, but go repent. Um, as for uh, outpouring of the Holy Ghost in your life, 
you know, begin with faith and then add on to that. And I, I can assure you that, that we will be partakers of the divine nature of God. Can you lift a hand with me this morning? Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.